When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily. Available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, thank you very much, Jonathan. We welcome in one of my favorite players ever to cover as a journalist and a a guy who played in the National Football League for the entirety of time. Former Vikings cornerback Terrence Newman. Hi, Terrence. How are you? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Well, here's what everybody wants to know, Terrence. Where are you? What are you doing? What you been up to? You coached last year. You played since like the 70s all the way up to <laughs> two years ago. So uh, what is life like for you now, buddy? Life is simple. My golf game has gotten better. And I don't wake up with sore shoulders, hamstrings, and all that stuff. So... I mean, I can't complain one bit. I mean, Terrence, it is great to hear you. That is all. Hey, I got to know, Terrence, what is up with you not coaching anymore? Well, I I was actually crazy to coach, like, the way I did it last year. You know, from retiring one day, waking up the next morning, having to get up early and go in to coach, like, you know, playing for so long and having a routine for so long, I feel like, you know, after after doing it last year, I was like, you know what? I actually got to actually retire and take some time for myself just to, you know, do some things that I haven't been able to do since hey, before college, you know, because I think college is when it gets really, you know, you, you really have a schedule. But, yeah, I just needed some time to kind of do, do my own thing a little bit. Terrence, what was that like? So they, so you make the switch from being a player. You go through training camp in 2018, and, and then you retire. I guess quasi retire there, right? And then you become a coach about a day later. Like how how weird was that? I guess just not going to the locker room, having an office, and just kind of how quick of a turnaround that was for you to have to deal with in 2018, where you were a part of a position group, and then you are a coach of a position group. It actually was more of a blur. I mean, being being you know a player and having played in that system for quite a while, like it made sense. You know, I, I was coaching. I've been coaching guys since you know my last year in Dallas at at, at the least. So I mean, I, Dallas, I was basically coaching Cincinnati. I was coaching. We brought in some DBs. So, you know, I had to help them. Minnesota was the exact same thing. The first year, 
when when Trey was drafted, you know, I was I, I knew they were going to draft the corner, so obviously I wanted to help them get up to speed because you know you, you need everybody in that in secondary. So, um, but long story short, I mean, I've been coaching for way longer than you know most people realize it, but that's why it made sense. That's why it was such a good fit is because I had. I've been doing it, you know, for quite a while, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't a capacity like I did it last year. But at the same time, it was kind of the same. So it wasn't it wasn't that hard for me to get adapted and adjust. Um, I think the biggest adjustment or adjustment was the fact that I had to, you know, get in super early and then leave super late. Um, I did that as a player, but I would still probably be there, you know, three or four hours after as a coach as I, than I was as a player. So that was the biggest adjustment. Talking with former Viking cornerback Terrence Newman. So, Terrence, you know, you're taking some time off. You're working on the golf game. Um, but ha- has there been times where it sort of hit you that you wish you were out there or that you um, might be jumping back into the coaching game eventually at some point? Like, what Ooh. what is that like to have that space in your life after, I mean, you just you played forever. I know I've made some jokes, but you really did play for such a huge part, portion of your life. Yeah, actually, it's kind of weird because, you know, I'm watching games now, and I'm yelling at the TV. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like, okay, T, you got to chill out, bro. Uh, but it, it was it was weird because, you know, it was it was kind of like, I feel like what fans feel like, you know? You're, yeah. you're sitting at TV, you're watching, you know, your boys. It's different in that aspect. It's like, these are friends of mine. Uh, but... Man, I get fired up on this couch. Like, I started yelling at the TV. Dude, I, I miss seeing you get right, fired up. You know up. what? I need to go back to Minneapolis. I need to go out there, help a couple guys. But then, you know, you watch other games on TV, you're like, well, sh- shoot, I can still do this. I mean, that wouldn't be that hard. But then, you know, reality, you're like, yeah. I had mentally, mentally kind of prepared myself for retirement. For a couple years, so as far as me wanting to get back out there, that's not going to happen. I don't have any thoughts like that, but uh, it, 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 you know, you watch games, but it, it, you think about it, you're like, man, it would be fun to just play one last year, but Dude. that's not something that I would look forward to. What's crazy is that I know you said mentally you've kind of been like, listen, I've crossed that chapter off, but physically, I know you could still do it. I know you could still keep up with these guys. And that, to me, is incredible. It shows to your character, not only that, but to what the consummate pro you were. And I want to know, from your opinion, when you look at this Vikings offense and you see that it's a run-first type of team, does that change your mindset when you go into this game? Or are you like, ah, it's just like every other game to me? No, I mean, I I think when you have a run-first game, your mindset changes a little bit, but you know, you know, you have Diggs and Thielen and, you know, you got a couple of younger wide receivers and tight ends that can play. So, you know, you, you know you're going to have to get dirty going in and tackling, you know, big oh, yeah. backs and doing stuff like that. But at the same time, all their passes are, you know, off the run actions. It's, you know, the old uh, Houston had used to have that, uh, you know, the Shanahan's. Um, Denver had that for a while as well. So, you know, you, you just have to kind of understand how how you'll be attacked uh, in a run-first offense. Right. And 
your as a corner, like your first your first thing is okay. I I have to protect passes, right? And then you react and, and read the run. So obviously you go out and play. Um, it's when you get caught peeking, when you, you're just guessing. That's when you get in real trouble. Right. And, and 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 speaking to peaking, I've seen this year the linebackers have obviously been fooled on many teams on play actions. Does that go to the credit of the running back, the scheme? Is it the defense? I mean, so many teams have been been getting crushed on the play actions this year, and most of the linebackers are in the backfield. I mean, is that what do you attribute that to? I think it's it's ball fixed by the quarterback, but also uh, design. I mean, it's think about this: if you have all your runs. Look, if all your run actions look like passes, so your your linemen they're all going the same way. It looks like they're blocking hard, you know, trying to make a hole. And all of a sudden, your quarterback boots the opposite way. I mean, that's that's tough on a linebacker because right. you're reading your keys, you're reading your, you know, if you have the back, you're reading the back, you're reading the guard. He's he's aggressive coming out, run blocking. It looks like a run block, but he's not getting upfield. I mean, it's it's tough on a linebacker because it's you got to make a decision that quick. Okay, run, pass, and then you have to play off of that. So um, I, I think that you know all the the run actions was pretty much similar, and then you just have the quarterback booting a little bit. So it's pretty much off the quarterback and the lineman. The scheme basically is is what makes that that go. Terrence, I'm curious from your perspective, um, now watching these games on TV and seeing your former team. Mike Zimmer's been pretty adamant that the past defense. Uh, this year is not where it's been in the years past, and that he's been trying to fix it as much as he can. With this cornerback unit, um, what's your take just on, on the way that they've played this season and just kind of some of the ups and downs that they've had back there? Well, I'm I'm always optimistic. I mean, what is there, there's three games left in the regular season, I believe, or two games. Three. And three, yep. Three, yeah, well, you really want to get hot. About now, so you know everything that's happened up to this point. You know, you, you look in the mirror and you say, if, if, if you're going to be honest with yourself and you really want to get better, you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I have to play better. Um, I saw Xavier, you know, said something of that nature last week. Um, but it, a secondary is is there's four or five guys back there, so you know there's there's plenty of of that to go around, you know. Guys just have to, you know, work on technique harder. You know, work on understanding what's what the call is and where you're you're vulnerable. And, and you know, understanding your vulnerability that's important in the game, especially at corner uh, and nickels. So, I, I think I think the guys will be okay. I think they're gonna, you know, get it together in the next three weeks. And it hasn't been terrible. Let's let's be honest. I mean, you go to Seattle, you give up over 200 yards rushing. Uh, you know, and and that's that's tough to cope with. So you, you talk about pass defense, but pass defense and, and run defense go together because you obviously want to make a team one dimensional. If they can't run, you know they're going to pass, and if they can't run, they have to pass. So you're going to get more passing yards. So hand in hand. Talking with Terrence Newman, former Minnesota Viking cornerback. Uh, Terrence, you arrived in Minnesota 2015, and you saw this team draft 
Eric Hendricks, Daniil Hunter, Stephon Diggs, and Trey Waynes in the same draft. And now when you look around, Daniil Hunter is setting records for youngest guy to get this many sacks, you know, to get over 50 sacks. You see what Stephon Diggs is doing, trending toward making a Pro Bowl. Even with Adam Thielen out, he's continuing to dominate. And Eric Hendricks should be in the Pro Bowl this year. Um, do you remember that as being a turning point to get you guys to where you were at the uh, NFC Championship? And I guess, do you have some pride in their success of, of being a guy who helped those players become what they are now? Um, I, I can't say I helped uh, most of them. I mean, Trey, I, I definitely helped out, but Daniil, Daniil is, is <laughs> that guy is super special, man. I mean, he's, he's a talent that comes around, you know, just every so often. And you hear about, you know, guys like Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt. You know, guys like top guy Von Miller, guys like that in the game, uh, and T.J. Watt. Like these guys are all like you know huge talents, and Daniil is just right there with them. I mean, if you if you talk about who's the best in the game right now, I mean Daniil's name has to come up at some point. Um, that guy's special. Eric is special. He's he's got the highest motor of any linebacker I've ever seen. Uh, and Diggs has obviously been. You know, a great talent, um, guy who's worked his butt off. You know, sometimes his emotions get the best of him. But as a as a player, I mean, you got you want a guy who's you know highly motivated. You know, has a lot of you know emotions running through him. But you know, sometimes it can hurt you. Um, and he's seen that this year. But these guys are these guys are amazing. But also, you have to give credit to you know the scouts with the Vikings because. They've got a lot of these players. Like you said, they got all these guys in the same draft. How is that possible? You know, this is this is you know, a team that does their due diligence and they go out and they get players. Terrence, I got a question, and I know you're going to be mad at me for asking, but I got to ask it. Do you think? Wait, it's can a I fish? ask you one question first? Of course. Can I ask you one question first? Of course. Have you had any slip ups yet on air? You know what I'm talking about. No, not yet. You know what I'm talking about, Booney? <laughs> no, you'd be proud of me. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Not We've one. done a lot of radio together, and he hasn't even really come close. He's done a great Not job. Close. Boom, what the heck happened, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's still there. It's just always been like this. <laughs> you, you, this is not you. I, I don't. Who are you? Terrence, I'm trying to be more like you every day. Believe me, I'm becoming more godlike. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Listen, I got to know, because before I let you go, do you think this okay. team has officially become an offensive team over a defensive team? Ooh, now that's a good one. Um, that's actually a really good one. I, I would say my answer is going to be a little bit conservative, just so you know. That's but with with this offense practicing, practicing against this defense, you know, this has been a defense that's been, you know, I, I, I believe it's been top ten defense in, a, in the league for quite a while now, right? Oh, yeah. And then you've got an offense that, you know, Struggled a little bit here and there, but always have been able to do one or the other. And now they can do both. So I feel like, you know, you're going to have some lulls in defense, uh, as well as offense. So the important thing is, is when one is not functioning at maximum capacity, the other one has to be functioning at maximum capacity in order to win games. So I think they complement each other 
there's times where, you know, the offense may struggle and the defense has to pick up and vice versa. So, um, I, I don't, I don't see one being technically better than the other. I just think that, you know, you have to complement each other. No different than also in special teams. You have to have, you know, you, you've always have to have your special team at, at maximum capacity. Right. But with often defense, you're, one's gonna one's gonna during the game, one's gonna not play so well, and the other one has to pick up. All right, Terrence. The last thing I got for you because I know you got golf to play and maybe wine to drink or make or whatever. Um, tell us what it's <laughs> like to be in a locker room with Alex Boone. Oh man, Boone is is, is like the life. I mean, he's he's got a well, like a bevy of knowledge. He, he's very knowledgeable about different things. But for me. I just love li- listening to his, his choice in, in, in words. It's <laughs> impeccable. I mean, guy that can go out and blow up a lot of things with some missiles and bazookas and rocket launchers, <laughs> shoot bullseyes on targets, and then come in and tell you about it in, in, in his very choice words. So he, to me, he was a great leader. I mean, there were guys that, you know, when things weren't going well, some guys won't, you know, they're not comfortable speaking up, but Boone has always been that way, you know, when things haven't been going well. And I think defensively you see that a lot, but it, it, I never really saw it a ton on offensive guys. When I was in Dallas, I saw it quite a bit. But, yeah, Boone was Boone was definitely a, a, a big leader on the offense, and, you know, I always appreciated that from him. And we've had many discussions talking about times when we needed to say stuff, you know. It was just awesome that I had a guy who was also a veteran that, you know, I could speak to and we could talk about things like that and how how can we get better as a team. That's kind of our relationship. And, you know, we just shoot the shoot the breeze a little bit. You thought I was going to cuss, didn't you, boom? <laughs> we, we got a dump button. We can deal with it. We have ways of dealing with that if you did. Um, well, Terrence, I, uh, I, I appreciate all your time, man. If, if you want to get into a media career, we have openings. Um, you would have to work with Alex, maybe, and that could be problematic uh, <laughs> no, with, with no, the dump no. button. But uh, no, Terrence, uh, you're one of my favorite players ever to cover. Uh, somebody who's willing to break down the game for reporters, which is kind of uh, unusual sometimes for players. So I always appreciated that from you. And you are welcome on the show anytime you want to talk some football. If, you've, if you're screaming at your TV and you want to vent, talk some ball, we're here for you, buddy. Hey, yeah, and I'm here as well. So if you guys ever need me, I'm down. And uh, boom, we could we could make some things happen, brother. Terrence, you're <laughs> that, uh, I'm in for sure. You were always my favorite player. I loved being right next to you in the locker room. Hey, we could we could be like talking Joe Thomas 2.0. We could make this happen. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll, we can help you get you get your own podcast together, and we can get you started. <laughs> uh, Terrence, great stuff. Great to catch up with you, man. Appreciate your time. No problem, man. You guys have a good one, and uh, I guess we'll have to do this again soon in the next couple of weeks. We will, yeah, we sure. will. Playoff. Okay. I would love to hear from you about playoffs. So we'll, let's uh, let's do oh. it then, okay, buddy? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks. All right, folks. Go, baby. Thanks, Steve New. God, I love that guy. Terrence Newman awesome. there. Okay, well, That's it took nice. us an extra week to get him, but that was uh, that was terrific. Um, and I will just tell you guys a quick Terrence Newman story. Uh, my first year covering the team, and I had been covering hockey before, so I wasn't full football guy. Like you know, I just watch football and know it, but trying to really understand how the game worked. And I went up to Terrence and I said, 
I want you to tell me why you think Stephon Diggs is a good route runner. Now, most players would be like, well, you know, he's quick, he's fast, and he tries real hard. And you'd be like, right. okay, let me just write that in my notebook and move right. on with my life. Right. He said to me, well, what do you know about route running? I was like, nothing. I mean, <laughs> other than... Which is a fair assessment. Right. That's Try real hard, right. run real fast. On Madden, my guys are always wide open. So, so then he said, let me break it down for you. And took about 10 minutes to talk about all the different elements of route running that would make Stefan Diggs a great route runner. And I just can't say enough about how much I appreciate that, right? Like when someone is going to break it down for you, so then you see it every other time after that, it, it changes your entire perspective. So like one player who's willing to kind of coach even a reporter and say, here's how this works, it was just a great experience. So I'm glad we could catch up with him. Tini was awesome. He was the leader that the locker room needed. He was one of those guys, like, you saw him. Like, he was calm for a little bit, and he was giving very, very meaningful assessments, and all of a sudden he got really excited, and then all of a sudden he starts, like, bantering back and forth. Like, that's the kind of guy in a locker room you need. You need a guy that kind of fits in everywhere, right? A guy that you can talk to, a guy that'll listen to you and truly listen and give you great advice back, and then a guy that, like, you can bounce ideas off of, and a guy you can yell at at times, and is like, listen, man, I know why you're yelling. It's okay. I'm not upset. I'll take it. I'm your guy. That was T. New, and, and, and he was the consummate pro. I mean, the guy played how many years? He was unbelievable. Literally, literally one million. Love him. <laughs> Love that I guy. I don't think it's far-fetched to say either that this cornerback group, um, they, a lot of the struggles are because he's not there. And it's not just because at 40 years old that he would still be playing nickel and, right. and he His would advice. be starting there, but... The leadership aspect of it. I mean, these guys are going through a funk right now. Mm-hmm. If Terrence is there in coaching, um, and, and that's no knock on on Jerry Gray or, or Mike Zimmer or any of that, I just think that he had a way with these guys. Go talk to Mackenzie Alexander. Go talk to him and see just how far he's come. And just from the mental aspect of buying in and playing a position that he didn't want to play, he wanted to be an outside corner his entire career. He fought it for the first three years of as a Viking. And look at where he's at right now in line to get a nice extension from Minnesota that he's worked for um, and he'll credit Terrence Newman for the coaching and just kind of the the fire that he got lit under lit under his ass. I mean that's exactly what he did with Ter- uh, with Mackenzie Alexander for those final 2 years uh, that he was in Minnesota and there are a lot of guys here that you know owe him a lot of credit because of what he did to help them uh, succeed because he knew this defense. I mean Mike Zimmer was so fortunate to have Terrence Newman at every stop because, you know, what Terrence was saying when I asked him about, you know, switching from, you know, he goes into the final Friday of the preseason in 2018 and then is retiring probably because he was told to retire uh, or get cut the next day and then he becomes a coach. Like, he was coaching long before that. He's been yeah. coaching since mm-hmm. he was in Dallas because he knows this defense. And right. when you lose something like that, when you lose that presence, whether that person is a player or actually in a coaching capacity, that's a tough pill to swallow. And, and I think I have this right, Alex. I was told, and hopefully I do because I wrote it in an article about Newman in 2017, <laughs> that he would hold his own film sessions for the guys where oh, he, yeah. would, he would be breaking things down with them. And... I thought that was kind of the difference between the Minnesota Vikings 2017 and Minnesota Vikings 2018 is the 2017 locker room had Teddy Bridgewater, Terrence Newman, Brian Robison, all these guys, and then those guys were gone. Case Keenum as well. Those guys were gone, and I thought there was a, a pretty significant void there that I'm not sure has ever been filled since. 
I agree. And we've, we've talked about this before, but you've just named three guys that had a massive impact on the team. I mean, talking about Brian, and he was one of the guys that controlled the defensive line. I mean, he was one of the guys that ran that group. And, and people probably didn't know that, but he was the one that they all looked to. And if he was, like, having a great day, the rest of them were having a great day. And there were times that he sacrificed himself so other guys could get plays. And, you know, you talk about a guy like Terrence and Teddy. I mean, could you ever – compare anybody to Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, talk about one of the nicest people I've ever been around. Like, I felt like a terrible person shaking his hand. And I felt like I, I was like, listen, next time you don't have to do that. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm real sweaty. My hands get sweaty. Like, he looked at me all funny. I was like, listen, just, I gotta go. I'll see you. But there, and then everyone's like, walk away, they're like, seriously, the nicest guy is. And he, I was like, yes, he is. He's just kind-spirited in the eyes. So I, I, I was listening to um, Pat McAfee talk about leadership, and he was talking about how there are certain guys you just don't want to let down that everyone yes. plays harder because they yeah. don't want to let down i think that all three of those guys were like that yeah for sure i mean think Absolutely. about holton hill's case i remember when he was coming up as a rookie um terrence newman spent that those extra sessions that you talked about i remember yep. talking with holton last year about it is he in the same situation that he's in now where he suspended the first eight weeks of the season and has an incredibly long leash had he not gotten up to speed on, in one of the most complicated defenses to play in the NFL had he not had Terrence Newman I mean you have to think about the lineage here and like the, a lot of the lines that you can connect back to hey this player is really good because he was around this guy like yeah. I mean there's Alex I'm sure you have people like that in your career oh, yeah. like that guy helped make me who I am like obviously players have their own talent their natural god-given abilities but when you're around somebody with that kind of leadership and that kind of skill and the longevity to play 20 something years um in the National Football League I think that 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 carries a lot of weight. I also think it uh, speaks to the fragility of a defense. Like, you know, you take one piece out and you think, oh, we'll just put in this other guy. But then you don't realize some of the domino effect there that can happen. And that's where we're at. And I didn't expect Terrence Newman to um, throw anybody under the bus. But, I mean, I I do agree with him that I think this uh, secondary will improve with Zimmer's adjustment here. But I don't think it's ever going to be what it was a few years ago when Terrence Newman was there because he wasn't just old and playing, which is how we, how we always talk about it. And like, man, old, still around, eh? Still got uh, it. But, you know, uh, I'll, I'll go to your favorite PFF numbers, which I oh. am, I am efforting, as we say in the business, Alex, to have someone for PFF on with you so you can pepper them with questions. Do you have the dump button ready? But, uh, Is it ready? Okay. I, I think you'll actually find a lot of common ground um, with with a lot of things that PFF talks about. But uh, Terrence Newman's numbers were still great into the end of his career. He was still a really effective player, even uh, in the last season where he was kind of rotating more in and out. He was still one of the better corners at uh, his nickel position in the entire NFL. So you take that piece away and it's just a little bit different. Um, let's take a break, guys. I got some hot routes for everyone who wants hot routes. Hot you routes. Do. I love hot it. Hot routes. Not hearing the enthusiasm for hot routes, Courtney. Go ahead. Woo. All right. She's like, I didn't know Fine. about hot routes. What's no, I'm actually looking I, at them right now. You better be ready, Courtney. We yeah. fire. Oh, they come fast. All right. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that. A bunch of questions from around the league and a thing that happened last night that uh, made me very upset. So we'll uh, continue that conversation. And I got to get Alex's take on the Patriots filming people again. We'll talk oh, about no. it. Can we start with that? I had back, nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> hey, can we, wait. On this. can we talk some Patriots stories? Because I have a really funny story about the Patriots. Yes, let's do okay, that. Let's and do we'll that. The hot routes. All right, yes. we'll be right back. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. 
I could see beyond the black hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey, or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.